Well, welcome everybody. If I have not met you before, my name is Mike. It's an honor to welcome you here to North Star for the, we call it a standalone Sunday as we talk about a subject today that I think affects all our lives. But it is a special day to get to welcome Coach Bo Hannon, his staff, and his team. Would y'all give a huge welcome to our Kennesaw State football team today? We're so glad to have these guys. They are a special part of our community. I look forward to Saturdays this fall. Uh, We've got Tech fans in the room and Georgia fans in the room. We all disagree, but we all agree on Kennesaw State. That's the one thing we all agree on. That's where we find our love with each other. But we are glad you guys are here. Next service, as Jordan said, they're going to be up the hill. And nothing says a good Sunday like some Ziegler's barbecue. And so we're going to be just, we killed a lot of animals, all right? And so for for them to eat today. But it's going to be fun, and they'll be up the hill Uh, It's a big time around North Star, a lot going on, school starting back tomorrow. I'm sorry, students, but your parents deserve it, all right? And so they got to go, they got to get to life. But uh, they start back tomorrow. Next Sunday, here at North Star is Promotion Sunday, which is a big deal. So if you're a parent in here of a birth through senior and high school, they will move up a grade next Sunday. And so you'll be getting some information in your classes. Just know that if you show up next week and you weren't here this week and you're watching online, they will move up a class. Really big move for our high school students. So if you're in ninth grade through 12th grade, they're going to be moving from Saturday night or Sunday nights to Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock. So if you're a parent of a high schooler or you are a high schooler, you will meet now in the theater on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. How many of you in here are high school students? Raise your hand around the room. Good deal. Students all over the place. Some of you are lying, all right? Some of you are older. You wish you were in high school, but you're not. But right at the end of our service today, Robbie, our high school pastor, some of his team are going to be down front. If you're a high school student and you're in the room today, come down and see them. Put your name in for a drawing next Sunday morning. They'll be giving away gift cards next Sunday morning, all right? We will check IDs if you come down, all right? And so don't be loud in church, all right? It will not go over well. So they'll be down front at the end of the service. So It is a, um, this is that time of year. It's an exciting time of year. You know, you're, you're going back into school. You're looking at the season. You've been working hard and you're looking at how to build yourself to be the very best you can be. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. So if you got your Bibles, turn to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter seven. We're going to camp out here this morning. So you got to think. Jesus has been around for all of eternity. He's been with his Father in heaven. He's been at his side. He's come to earth. We celebrated his Christmas. God puts skin on, comes to earth, and he begins to live this life. For 30 years, he lived with his his earthly mom and dad, Mary and Joseph. We know somewhere along the way, Joseph passed And we don't have record of him later in Jesus' life. But at the age of 30, Jesus goes to what we call ministry. So for three years, he did all the works we've got recorded in what we call the New Testament. So in those three years, a lot was captured in those three years. There is a sermon that's called the Sermon on the Mount or the Beatitudes where it's the very first time we have record of Jesus' teaching. We have record of what he said. So you gotta think, he had a lot to say, 
And he's been thinking about what he was going to say for all of these years. So that little sermon in Matthew 5 and Matthew 6 is called the Beatitudes. It's, it's, it's God's, God's traits of really how to lay out and live out your life. Matthew 7, where we're going to read today, is him referring back to what he said in Matthew 5 and Matthew 6. Because here's what I know about everybody sitting in the room. Whether you are a rising freshman in high school, a rising junior in college, or you're in the middle of your career, here's what I know. We are all trying to build the best life we can. Nobody wakes up in the morning and goes, I really want to have an average life. I really want to do okay. All of us go, I want my life to count. And for our life to count, we've got to figure out how we build that life, not after we're done with it, but while we're living it. Matthew 7, Jesus lays out for us, to me, what has and is a life that counts. Matthew chapter 7, we're going to start reading down in verse number 24. Would y'all pray with me this morning? Right where you're seated today, would you just take a second and ask God to speak to you? I know a lot of you are coming off a crazy summer of travel ball and being on the road. Maybe you're in the middle of a crisis in your home or your family. Would you just take a second and say, God, would you speak to me today? Father, we want to get it. We want to understand it. And Father, my prayer is over these few next short minutes that we have together that we get it and we understand it and then we do it. Father, no matter how we walked in, Father, my prayer is we all walk out more focused, more sharp than we were when we walked through the doors this morning. So Father, use your word to crawl up into our lives, to crawl up into our stuff, and to speak to us today so we can be the people you created us to be and live the life to the very best that we can, what we've been given. So Father, speak to us, teach us, challenge us today. And that is my prayer, and I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 7, verse 24. Hopefully you got your Bible. If you don't have your Bible, you can pull it up on version on your phone or a Bible app, or you can read along on the screen. Let's pick up what Jesus said. Therefore, based on everything he said in Matthew 5 and 6, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into, what's this word here? All right, so let's think about this. Jesus says it's good that you hear it. It's better that you do it. It's good that you know it. But it's better if you execute it. So Coach Bo Hannon and his staff have the guys in training camp right now, and they are putting it together. They're putting it into practice. Not for training camp, but so in a couple weeks when the toe hits leather at Samford, the guys are ready to put into practice in a game situation 
what they've spent their time learning in practice. That's, that's the whole point of it. Over in Flowery Branch right now, guys a couple years older than these guys, a couple years older, are over there doing this very same thing. Coach Quinn is getting the brotherhood back together, and they are getting ready for a new season to put into practice everything they learn in training camp so when they open the new stadium and they kick off their 2017-2018 season, they're ready to go. Every high school's doing it. Everybody's doing it. But that's just a, a little part of the journey. These things that Jesus lays out for us are things that are great to know, but they're better to do. They're great to go, yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with them, but they're even better if we do something with them. Look at what he says. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, puts them into practice, is like a, what kind of man? What does it say? A wise man who built his house on the rock. So everybody who hears these things and does something with them, they're like a wise man, a smart guy, a guy who gets it, who built his house on the rock. So back during this time when a builder would build in that Palestinian culture, sometimes a builder would have to dig down almost 30 feet into the ground to find a rock. So it took a while. It took a little while. It wasn't something that it was easy to do. It was not something that it was easy to come together. It took a little bit of building to dig down deep, Luke tells us when he tells this story, to dig down deep and to find this rock. Verse 25, the rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Time out. Wise guy build, wise guy doesn't sound right. Wise man builds the house. Storm hits the house. All right, just a little FYI here. You can build your life the right way, but it doesn't mean that you're immune to storms hitting your life. All right, so it's good to be in church and go, okay, I'm going to church now, so God's going to protect me and everything the rest of my life's going to go great. Okay, tell me how it turns out. All right, and so it doesn't go that way. Storms are gonna hit your life and storms are gonna hit your house. The difference is when they hit, you withstand them different because of what your, what your life is eventually built on. Takes a little more time, takes a little more digging, takes a little more effort. But Jesus says, the one who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, he lives them. He builds his life on me, which is that rock. When storms come, everybody look at me, you make it. Storms hurt, storms are tiring, storms are frustrating, but storms are coming. You're gonna make it. But he tells us about a second builder. But everyone, verse 26, who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. So all of a sudden he says, if you were driving down this neighborhood, there's two houses that are standing, and on the outside, they both look the same. If you were to drive by them in the neighborhood or you saw them on the beach, they're identical to each other. They are exactly the same. Both these houses look the part. 
But something else happens. Verse 27. The rain came down. Same rain that the other guy got. The streams rose. Same flooding the other house experienced. And the winds blew against that house. And it, what's this word? Help me out. What is it? I know school starts back tomorrow, but we can all know the word. All right, and so what's the word again? Fell with a great crash. One made it, one didn't. One lived through it. One was overcome by it. On the outside, they looked the same. Isn't it funny when life is good how everything appears to be normal, but all of a sudden when the storms of life come, we find out what we're really made of? So whether you're 14 or you're 40, or you're 19 or 59, there's four questions. If we figure out the answer to these four questions, we can make something of this life. Pen, pencil, something to write with. All right, we gotta get these guys to the barbecue. So y'all gotta dive in quick with me. So let's look at me. Four questions. Number one question, what is the foundation of my life? What is the foundation of of my life. What am I building my life on? I got two options. Ready? Build on shifting sand or build on the rock. Two options. Build on shifting sand or build on rock. All of us look at this and go, man, Mike, I would never build a house on sand. I would never do that. But yet we do it in life all the time. For some of us, it's It's musical. It's a musical ability. You've been given a great ability, and it's something you enjoy. But the problem is, if I were to take this guitar off the stand, and I were to lay it down, and I were to stand on it, would the guitar hold me, yes or no? That's rude. That hurts my feelings, actually. So you saying I'm fat? Is that what you're saying? I can take it. I can handle it. No, the, the guitar is never going to hold me. And Daniel's going, please, dear Lord, don't stand on my guitar, right? Because this was never meant to sustain me, right? A talent, an ability, a gift is something to enjoy, but not to build your life on. Does that make sense to everybody? Maybe it's a sport. Maybe it's baseball. I know we got players all over the stream. I spent Friday and Saturday on the phone with college coaches about guys that go here to North Star, talking to them about the kid and where they're wanting to go, what they're wanting to do, and it's great. But that's for the next four years. The problem is, if I were to put this ball down and I try to stand on that, is that ball going to sustain me, yes or no? No, not going to make it. It can't hold me up. It doesn't have that ability. It's a great sport. It's fun but it's temporary, right? When I left to go to college, I thought this would last longer than it did for me. So I signed my NCAA little letter, and at that time when I signed it, I thought that was a four-year guarantee that I get to be there for four years. Then I get to Virginia and find out that that it's a year-to-year deal. And I went, oh, dear Lord. All right, and so if you'd have seen my career, you'd know why I wondered that. And so it, it didn't go so well because you can't build your life on this. I remember there was a day, it was an uh, afternoon in, in uh, Lynchburg, and 
We were playing a, a smaller school, so it should be a win for us. We're a D1 program, and I thought, man, it would be a great day, and I got to come in and pitch against Norfolk State was the team. They're a small, small school over in the Richmond area, and I came in to pinch and started the inning, which was great. Nobody on, nobody out. First guy up, bunt down the third baseline. No big deal. You get on a bunt. It's not the worst thing. Next guy, bunt down the other baseline. All right, we got a little problem. Runners on first and second. Next guy, I knew what he was going to do, and he knew that I couldn't get to the ball. And so next guy lays one down right out in front of the plate. Nobody, nobody could get it. They got bases loaded, nobody out. So now I'm frustrated. And they had a guy coming up to hit next that led that conference in home runs, ended up getting drafted by the Baltimore Orioles. His name was Melvin Waring. I still remember his name from 1989, if that tells you where the story's going. But anyways, so Melvin Waring comes up to the plate, and I remember I grooved a fastball, and he smashed it. And it goes over the scoreboard, into the trees in left field. I've given up four runs. I never recorded an out. Coach Richardson, Bobby Richardson, the Hall of Fame New York Yankee, comes out to get the ball, and I give him the ball, and I'm like, Coach, why am I coming out? He's like, Mike, they didn't have any runs when you came in. They have four now, and there's no outs. I'm like, my bad, Coach. All right, and so I go back to the dugout, and, you know, it's embarrassing. It's awful. It's terrible. And I remember that afternoon, we ended up losing the game. That afternoon, I went to pick Ann up across campus, who's, we're married, of course, now for 25 years, but we were dating at the time. She didn't make it to the game, and so we went to pick her up, and I pull up. I'm in a grumpy mood, and Ann gets in the car, and she's like, hey, babe. I'm like, hey, how are you? And she's like, good. She goes, I was listening to the game on radio. I heard somebody came in and gave up a grand slam and never got any outs. Who was that? I said, shut up and get out of the car. All right, shut up and get out of the car. You know what I found? I found we can't build our lives on this. It's temporary. I remember the day sitting in a bullpen when I was informed that they were going a different direction and my services would no longer be needed, which is a nice way of saying, we're going to honor the scholarship, but we don't need you. If my life was built on that, I'm in a free fall. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's the sport for a lot of these guys chasing the dream of playing in the NFL. Problem is, this can't sustain you. In a couple weeks, I'll be downtown with the Falcons getting, getting ready. I'll be out at training camp, then downtown with the Falcons. I remember a few years ago talking to their chaplain, and, and Trapp told me, he said, Mike, I'm a chaplain for now, but I'm really a chaplain to help these guys build on something because there's a call that comes to everybody who's ever put on a pair of pads and a helmet that you are no longer needed. The best of the best will get that call. You don't play forever. can't build your life on this. But maybe for you it's not that. Maybe it's your career. Man, you're putting on the backpack, throwing your laptop in, and man, you're going out to build it. And all of a sudden, you are building your life, standing on something that can be taken away. How many of y'all have experienced a job change before that you didn't see coming? Raise your hand. Around the room, you're not alone. We've all experienced it. Hey, thanks for your time. 
But I think we're going another direction. And if this is my life, it's gone. Jesus said, wise is the man who builds on me and my teachings. Foolish is the man who builds it on sand. He and what he's into at that point, and she and what she's into at that point in life. Question number two, what is inescapable in my life? Two storms, the storm of adversity and the storm of judgment. What is inescapable? The storm of adversity and the storm of judgment. Everyone sitting in this room today is going to walk through a storm. Some of them are going to be storms that you caused. Some of them are going to be storms you did not cause. But guess what? You're walking through them either way. How many of you would say in this past year, you've walked through a storm of some sort in your life? Raise your hand. Every one of us in this room. You know what storms do? Storms test foundations, don't they? When that storm comes, man, I got a choice. Am I going to weather it because of what I'm grounded in? Or am I holding on to this for dear life, hoping it will hold me up? It will never hold me. Can I just lay it out? We could put a thousand things up here. Nothing outside building your life on Jesus Christ will ever hold you up. Nothing. It's all shifting sand. Man, this was fun, but it came to an end. This is fun, but it can't sustain you. This is great. Great to build a great career. But if that's what we think will hold us up, when the storms hit, we find out what the house was built on. Until the storm comes, we don't know. They both look the same. But as a person who gets to walk into people's lives and be with people when they walk through storms, I can tell you very quickly, I find out when I walk through the door of somebody's house who they are and what they're built on very fast. Storms are inescapable. Those storms that we face in life, adversity and judgment. So adversity is those, those life storms we face. Divorce, cancer, the death of a loved one, the death of a dream, that, that's adversity. The storm of judgment. Jesus is ultimately teaching us there will be a day we all stand and give an account for what we built our life on. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're not judged on where you're going to spend eternity. You are judged on how you use the gifts and abilities God gave you. I remember when I was growing up, they used to say, one day we're going to get to heaven and they're going to roll out a TV and they're going to put in the VCR tape of your life and everybody's going to watch it. And I thought, that's a premiere I would like to miss. All right, and so I would prefer for nobody else to see that either. That's not true. What is true is my gifts, the, the, the gifts and abilities God gave me, he's going to ask how I use those for his glory. If I didn't know Christ, he's going to, Want to know why? And then that day is a judgment day, meaning one group goes one direction, one group goes another direction. Two totally different things. We all face that, something inescapable. Number three, what's the direction of my life? 
What's the direction of my life? Which way am I pointed? Two choices. Hear from Jesus, but do my own thing. Or hear from Jesus and do what he says. I get that option. Hear from Jesus and do my own thing. He's the one who hears these words of mine, but doesn't put them into practice. Yeah, yeah, coach, I know what you said, but I'm freewheeling on game day. Well, if you freewheeling on game day, you ain't going to play on game day, right? I mean, you play the script that the coach lays out. He who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice. Everybody looks at me. Here's what Jesus said. He's a fool. He's a fool. Because it's going to cost him. He's going to build his life on something that can't sustain him. He's crazy. But then there's a group who hears from Jesus and does what he says. They set their direction and nothing that comes deters their direction. That's why you walk in with some people's lives and they're going through the worst thing. And you're like, how in the world are you making it? Here's what they can't even tell you. They have grounded themselves on something that lasts. And when you ground yourself on something that lasts, you last. Not because of your fortitude, but because of him. Not because of your goodness, but because of his goodness. You've set a direction in your life, and you are chasing that direction. When I'm building on sand, I'm chasing whatever satisfies me in the moment. When I set my life, though, on Christ, I set my direction. Question number four, what will be the outcome of my life? Two scenarios, a legacy that lasts or a life that's lost. A legacy that lasts, it did not fall. Or a life that's lost. It fell with a great crash. There's a lot of parts of my job that I love. I love. People have babies and they call and we get to dedicate them. The day couples get married. It's a great day. <laughs> for most, most of the time, for a little while at least, it's a great time for that couple until they... But anyways, that's all another that's sermon series. But, it, but that's a great time. People get job promotions. People get raises. Kids get college scholarships. And those are the fun days. There's some other days that aren't fun. There's other days you walk into people's lives and they're asking you questions I don't have an answer for. Why did this happen? Why am I going through this? Why now? Why me? I don't know. This past month's been one of those months here at North Star. It's been a hard month for a lot of families. But when I meet people who built their life on the rock, here's what I'm going to tell you. I want everybody to look at me and I'm done. Their life always outlives them when their life is built correctly. It always outlives them. Whether they are 19 or 77, doesn't matter. Their life always outlives them. Because when we build our life on a rock, we affect other people's lives and we make a difference. 
Man, you may be sitting out here this morning and you go, Mike, I've never done that. I have never done that. Man, I would never tell you what to do. But I'm going to tell you, building your life on this is the greatest choice you'll ever make. It lasts. The words in here are real and they're truth. And when we live life this way, who we are, whose we are, lives ripples for years to come. Would you pray with me? Father, I, I didn't hear what he said that day. But I think I feel what he said that day. These are those words that shake you in your shoes. They're said with intent. They're said with passion. They're said with urgency. But they're said with love. God, I think he knew we'd be sitting in this room today and knew that we would hear these words this morning. And I can just see him wanting to take us by the shoulders and look into our eyes with eyes of just absolute love and compassion and say don't miss how you build your life chasing sand that's shifting and unstable man if you're here today and you say Mike I, I don't know Jesus I don't, I don't know him man I've never given my life over to him built my life on a rock today that I want to. I, I heard it, and I want to follow it. Man, I want to lead you in a prayer that we've led for the last 20 years here at North Star and for years and years before, through the ages. It's not the words of the prayer. It really is the attitude of our heart. If that's you here today, and that's where you're at, you say, man, Mike, I want to meet Jesus today and move my life follow him this prayer goes like this dear Lord Jesus just pray that dear Lord Jesus I need you would you pray that I believe you lived for me I believe you died for me and I believe you rose again just for me come into my heart Lord Jesus and be my personal Lord and Savior nobody's going to look nobody's going to bother you but if today you say, Mike, for the very first time I ask Jesus in my heart. Today I'm moving my life from sand to the rock. On the count of three, I just want you to slip your hand up. One, two, three. If that's you here today and you prayed that prayer, will you slip your hand up? Mm, amen. Amen. That's awesome. Man, that little card that's on the corner of your little guide this morning. You can fill out that card, hand it to somebody in red on the way out or lay it on the stage. We'd love to tell you what's next. Father, we want to ground and center ourselves in you because God, it is a firm 
foundation that lasts forever. It's in Jesus' name that I pray.